Let's remember Vaharbe Imoi Fidus. The Nasiva Shalom says Hashem has a lot of salvation. It's in stock. Prime. Instacart. We need it. He has it. We have to remember that. We've seen situations that seemed hopeless, but Vaharbe Imoi Fidus, it's all in stock and it's all available. We should all be Zaycha to see it quickly. One of the hardest things for people when they come here, and one of the most critical things, and you'll see over time, some people get it, some people don't get it. Some people, they're cruising, and they're enjoying the ride, even though the situation is horrible. And the other people, every day they feel like they're dying, and they're drowning. I've given you all hundreds of hours on the TP app to immerse yourself in getting it. I could tell which parents get it, which parents don't get it. You know who else can tell? Your kip. Your kids can tell. And every time there's a situation that you could be frustrated, they know before you open your mouth if you're my friend or my enemy. And all of the enemy is coming out of love. All of this business that that you don't like them and you're disgusted by their actions and we even have parents who say I wish my kid would die even just this week yes it's human because you're embarrassed they embarrass you they cost you money but if it wasn't your kid you wouldn't have such strong emotions you go outside and you see the neighbor across the street the guy smoking on Shabbos not wearing clothing everybody says hey how you doing why is it so complicated? Yes, Ashba of the other children confuses us. Our our reputation, which is normal, people say you shouldn't, you know, worry about your reputation. We're humans. Yeah, it's painful. You have to get over the pain because our way actually gets us out of pain quicker. And I see parents who are in this longer, which is what's hurting them, and their pain doesn't allow them to have the inner strength and then they're in it longer. I want to get you out of here quicker. When they ask the Nasiva Shalom, what do you do when you see your child misbehaving and doing things that are what he calls morally corrupt, including stealing from parents, stealing from other people? Shchitus, shchisus, which is bad stuff, right? Big averis. And he says clearly, Mukhrachim lishloit Biruach. He doesn't say you have to get hold of the kid. You have to get hold of your own self. Get a grip. Yes, it's painful. Get a grip. Have self-control. Mukhrachim lishloit Biruach. Get a hold of yourself. Okay, and, and do what? But I have to say something. But he's going to do this forever. They're going to take advantage of me. How's she going to know? She's going to think that, that we're okay with it. All of the questions, right? He says, Mukhrachim lishleit beruach, get a hold of yourself and do what? Ula'er a love and awaken towards this child. Yes, the one who's going out without sneas and doing big averis and watching stuff and Michal Shabbos, that kid stealing from other people, embarrassing you in front of the neighbors. Awaken all of that love and mercy without limit. Even more than you did until now. 
If you're not doing that, you're not even entering TP. TP is the tipul that do this, do that. That's after you are mukhracham lishlight buruach, you have self-control, and you awaken towards this child tremendous love and mercy. Show me one source that says, get angry at the kid, show him or her you're a failure, you're disgusting, you're lazy, you're a bum. Show me one source that they went to the gadol, any gadol, and the gadol said, throw him out of the house. I'm doing this for 20 years. I have a collection of 6,000. You show me the gadol that says that. It's never like that. It's you get a hold of yourself. It's painful, I know. It's very painful. We don't wish this on our greatest enemy. But here's the thing. Once you do it, it's actually a lot less painful. And you're shaking your heads, yes. And the people who are who didn't get over the hump are shaking their heads, no. Get over the hump. I always say TP is basically like this example. You have two people in the ocean, and one of them is going, woohoo! And the other one is screaming, help, help! Every time there's a big wave, one of them is almost dying, can't breathe, and the other one is saying, woo, yippee! What's the difference between them? One of them has a surfboard. One of them has a surfboard. TP is a surfboard. You're going through horrible stuff with big waves that come. The guy without the surfboard, you, you, you hear the way new people, the way you used to all, most of you, describe your kid, the way I have to listen to. I had a call this week. I was so knocked out and winded that I almost didn't take the case. Not because the kid is bad, but the way parents talk about a child... The way And the way they interpret everything. She's an ingrate. And she's a manipulator. And she thinks that the whole house is going to go. She's going to dictate the rules by coming down in here. This is my house. This It's all... And I'm like, I decided to take it because they're... Uh, I don't want to say from which group. They're from a certain group. And the leader of that group is very clear to do what we do. So I just said, are you able to do whatever whatever you know is right? Or are you going to tell me that you just you have to do it this way? He's like, no, if, if, if I know what's right, I'll do it. I said, okay. So, Mitzvah Hashem, we can help them. And we see the same story, and we say, Nebuch, she can't control herself. Nebuch, he can't, it's temporary insanity. When you get, and you support them, and you get TP, they feel, I have a mother and I have a father, you're going to get the best out of the situation. And that's what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to do. But really, you got to work on yourself. Every day you got to say, I'm in TP a month, a year. We have some people here three years, four years, five years. If we were grading them, they didn't get stronger and stronger. They don't listen to the videos. They didn't ingrain it. They still don't know how to be a comfortable and safe person to your child. And they'll cry, chas v'shalom ba'elavaya. They'll cry. Cry now. Go, go for help. Say, how come I can't hug my kids in a natural way? How come my kid doesn't feel comfortable with me? And it's not, don't think it's normal. It's not normal. It wasn't meant to be that way. And there are plenty of parents that, that never lost a relationship and always kept an eye on that bond, which is ultimately saving the kid. And there are many heroes, and those are really heroes, that flipped around and changed and like you, right? And went from, I can't do it, to, yeah, this is what I got to do, I can do it. And then we have other people, 
that are like, and they just can't do it. And I feel terrible for you. You need help. But you must get help. And if you do get help, you will save your kid. You will save every relationship in your life. And ultimately, you will fix the things that are broken within you that are in an unnatural state. And you will become a much better person. And you'll follow what all the Das Torah says. You'll be a much better Yid. You'll change your vision, your eyes. It won't be, I'm seeing an ingrate. I'm seeing somebody who can't even now be thankful. I was just on the phone today with a guy who's helping kids on the street for 18 years. He says, Avi, in your opinion, in your experience, do you realize that these are the most sensitive, caring, sweet kids? Now, these are the same kids, let's be clear, that steal, that curse you, that say, get the F out of my room, get out of my face, that could say, drop, get, drop dead, that could say the most horrific things. So how could we, me and him, and everybody working with the kids, say that they're the most sweet kids when they're making you miserable, they're dysfunctional, and they can curse you and, and say the most horrible things? The answer is yes, they are the most sweet kids. And they are in so much pain that when you don't approach them in the right way, they feel so much pain that they can't control themselves. And you see it. You see your kids when you come here and you start dealing with them the right way with super kid gloves and the way we should treat everybody. And we're non-judgmental and we stop looking at the exterior and we start complimenting the interior. I love it when I have parents who said when they came here, I can't look at my kid, I can't stand my kid. And then a couple of months later, their arm is around them and they walk and they say, I love this kid. My kid is sweet. And we reveal that sweetness that was always there. Perhaps because they're so sweet, they, they are more affected by childhood trauma because they're deep and they're sweet and they're caring and they're much more thinking. But they're certainly very, very, very sensitive to you. When you are over in Isser in the Torah, when you don't listen to Avram Fried that's saying, the words of the Rebbe Remailech, let us see the Maila and not the Chesroinus. Who was he talking about? People who have Chesroinus. When your eyes change, you're going to see a kid who just is so happy to be around you, so comfortable. And when you are negative and you look down at other people and you're over Havidonis, and you're over, and you're not and you're not living the life, and you have regular human feelings and emotions instead of what Torah wants us to have, they will not feel comfortable in your space. And that's a wake-up call to us that we need to grow. Because you look at them outside with those people who are working with kids who have hearts that don't judge. Oh, kids came into home sweet home who were thrown out of home, who were thrown out of everywhere. I like them. I still, now for sure I like them. Now I have a lot of nachas from them. But even then, even though they were cursing the world or whatever, I saw the spirit inside of them. They had fire. And I just, I liked them. It just made me smile and laugh when they, when they were acting like cuckoo. And I just had a feeling that they're good kids. And now, after, within a few months, they're sweetest kids. They would take a bullet for me. 
And I, I would take a bullet for them. I'm telling you, I, I could give you story after story. You look at my home seat home chat now, especially after the Meaningful Minute podcast came out, so, or the video, whatever. So they watched it and they wrote on the thing, you know, and especially the first kid, all these kids were so horrible when I, they were ungrateful. They were all the things that you parents say. And I said, my job is to save them, not to judge them. And I saved them by not judging them. Ah, oh, look what they're writing. Mamasha, you know, okay, let me share. Because these are your kids that were dis- discarded and were homeless, eating on Yom Kippur, stealing. This is what one of them wrote today. Just to clarify, thank you for who you are. Thank you for all that you have done for me and my family! Exclamation mark. Thank you for what you continue to do. So I wrote, just to clarify, no need to thank me. You're awesome, and it's my pleasure and schos to help out. They were great kids. Somebody else wrote beautiful also... So are they sweet? The sweet ones are the ones who, when we step on their toes, scream out in pain and curse you. And the tikkun is for us to know how to deal with them and then just deal with everybody like that. That's why the other kids end up with better better quality parents. Better quality parents. The guy he was talking about the, on that call, the way he was talking about his kids, I, mamish, I felt like saying, please send me all your kids. Angry. Angry, makbid, hakpada, gets angry if a kid does a little, you have kids, they do stuff. You know the Chavetz Chaim, who wrote the book, literally wrote the book on halacha, let his kids sit in his chair. He wasn't makbid on his kavid. That's that's what you were. Daddy comes home, everybody has anxiety and you have to stand up. First of all, that stuff doesn't work anymore. But also, the real tzaddikim were never makbid. Yaakov Kamenetsky Zatzal, Rav Steinman Think about the people we look up to. They're not angry. If you're angry all the time at your kids, that's chinach. You're just an angry person. You're picking on them when they're little. Like I told someone today, every drop of control that you're using against regular Torah chinach on your kids when they're small, they will make you eat it. Because when they just get too big for you to push around, you're in big trouble. Because you taught them to be a bully. And parenting and chinuch and education is not being a bully. It doesn't say it anywhere. It says you're not allowed to punish when you get angry. You're not allowed to tell a kid, get out of the room. You're not, read regular chinuch. When you say, move here, go there, blah, 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 blah. Oh, wait. Just wait till they're bigger than you. And then you'll say, oh, I have no, I have no chinuch tools. No, you have no grub. How do you say grub in English? What? Vulgar, disgusting, mobster, bullying tools. And then you'll say, I don't know what to do. My kid's too big for me. So I just try giving him those looks. It doesn't say it in any chinuch sefer, those looks that don't work. Yeah, it worked on us when we were kids. Our parents had a very easy job. God bless them. They were able to go. And we responded. It's time to just face reality. I asked Rabbi Gershon Edelstein. People asked Rabbi Steinman. I asked all the tzaddikim, what changed? And they all said, it changed. Rav Steinman told us 30 years ago, it changed. Rav Shmuel Birnbaum's atzal said 50 years ago, it changed. And, and little small-minded people who just want to be angry, what changed? Who says it changed? The therapy makers have changed. Everybody, they're always angry. How do you, how do you live life like that? Always being angry. Go to the gym. Let off some steam. Get a punching bag. 
And but the, the last people you should be letting off your steam and, and anger and frustration is on your kids. How many times are Gershon's at tell? Darke noyam, darke noyam, only sweet. If you can't do it sweet, don't do it at all. It would be great if something rhymed with sweet. That would be like, if you can't do it sweet, you don't compete. I don't know what that means. Do it sweet. You can't do it sweet. You know what it says? And look at Raising Royalty. You'll see the quote. The Godel that told the Mechanach, if you cannot teach school without anger, quit. Become a Shaykhit. But don't be a teacher. You're not a, and I, 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 couldn't, I, I don't think I could be a teacher. Could you be a teacher? Very hard. You're not allowed to embarrass kids. There's no diplomatic immunity. You don't go up to Shemayim and they say, you were, you were Mavayish, a kid barabim, and it has a halacha the same as an adult. You're going to hell. I have diplomatic immunity. I was a, te- I was a teacher. There's no diplomatic immunity. I feel bad for them. I, it's a terrible job. And they get paid very, very little. Baruch Hashem, there are so many great teachers. The mamish juggle situations, the supermen. But there are things you're not allowed to do. We have, in, in TP, we have kids who, I don't know what they're thinking. The first thing you should learn is becoming a teacher is that halacha, that a child is a human being. And there's so many stories in, in, in Raising Royalty of G'dayle Eilam, Rabbi Zalman Meltzer kept on leaving the classroom and he was walking in the hallway. And what did he say to himself? You remember? <laughs> Children are people too. It's not a, it's not a liberal thing. Now to be Mavayish. He was getting so frustrated with the kid. He kept on going out and they asked him after three times. He said, I had to, to remind myself, you're not allowed to embarrass a child. Anything that you do with your kids or in the classroom or at home has to be private. Has to be when you're calm. Show me, show me the parent that does parenting when they're calm. Come on. People say you can't punish. You can do whatever you want. You, you have to be calm. We'll end with this. The Nesiva Shalom says, "Kol hakayis ki ilu That's Chazal. Whoever gets angry, it's as if you're serving idols. And how do you expect? He says, "How can you expect that mehakas hazeh?" That from this anger, you're in the middle of middle of doing dancing around the idol, and now you're going to do chinuch la Hashem Now you're going to do holy Torah chinuch for Hashem in the middle of worshiping idols. Impossible. Could only be done without kas. He says without kas, without chema, without all of these things. If you have to wait a day or two, the kid's not running away unless you throw him out. You wait till you calm down. There was a big tzaddik that had a special coat before he punished. They said, why do you, have, why do you need a special coat to punish? He says, till I find my coat, that, that specific jacket, that specific thing, kapata. And I change it, I calm down. So you have to calm down. You have to have a rule, three-day rule. Tell him, listen, I'm very disappointed. I'm going to let you know in three days with Yishavadas, you know, whether it's going to be punishment by hanging or by skila, sreifa, you know. You say, in three days I'll let you know, and then you can give choices also. You can give choices to a regular kid. Because sometimes going to your room a half an hour early is a great deal for one kid. He reads. Another kid, it could be Gehenim. So you could you can give three choices, four choices, or you could say to a kid, what do you think that, that it should be? What do you think? And sometimes they're very honest. 
But work with regular chinuch books and regular chinuch masters. Read Nesive chinuch from the Nesive Shalom. Understand your tafkin. Understand from any chinuch book that at no point during chinuch do you disrupt the respirator of love. That's not part of chinuch. You never disrupt that. You're always looking with love and with like. I like you and I'm on your side. And now we got to deal with any kind of consequence or punishment. That's fine. But you never ever give a look to a kid or feeling or say, God forbid, all the stuff that we grew up with that somehow we survived. Kids don't survive today. And there's no reason for it. Like I told someone, he was saying, no, but I got, I said, say I don't have self-control. That's fine. Don't make a sheet out of it. This guy kept on saying, no, but I have to, and I this. He was full of shita. That's all. I said, don't make yourself look chashiv. Don't represent Hashem. Go to your kid and say, Hashem wants me to punish you now without any anger. But I'm a puny human being. You should just know it's not God. It's not the Torah. Because I don't want them to hate God and Torah. I'm just, I'm a gangster, mobster. When I don't have my way, I get very angry. I'm not allowed to do this, but I'm doing this on me. Okay. Take your kid's head, bang it in the wall. Embarrass him. Problem is that when you do it, they think that you're doing it in the name of Hashem, you're doing it in the name of Torah, tell them, I'm doing an Avera now. So like this, they'll hate Averas. Don't make it look like a mitzvah. All right. Hashem should help. All of our kids should be on the straight and narrow. We should never have to do anything except love them and hug them, mitaych simcha, and good stuff. But if we have to do anything else, we never lose the loving mitaych simcha. And I beg TP parents, evaluate yourselves. Don't let time go by and you're not increasing and accomplishing, breaking out of your mitzarim, out of your own boundaries to create more NKN. People go to therapy, people go on medication, do whatever you need to do to improve yourself, to have the skills, to give your kid what they need so you could have the nachas from them. You're doing it to yourself and for your kid and for me. I appreciate it.